This is a HeadGum Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a Miracle Made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver-infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not, like, getting too hot or too cold or whatever. You know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle Made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it, like, doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made. Come on. Well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today. You'll get 40% off. Use the promo code FakeTheNation. Go to TryMiracle.com slash FakeTheNation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to TryMiracle.com slash FakeTheNation and use the code FakeTheNation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's TryMiracle.com slash FakeTheNation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Fake the Nation, episode 264. Hello, hello. This is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about culture, we talk about wedgies you may have gotten in high school and the first time you realize that olives actually taste delicious. I'm your host, Nagin Farsad, and I never formally got a wedgie in school, but I did once sit on a whoopee cushion, so I got mine. Today, we're going to talk about the Frenchification of New York City via vaccine passports. We'll dabble in a little Cuomo news. We'll talk about the Olympics, uh, and we'll talk about smell. Today, I'm joined by Oh my God, I'm so excited for this panel. So, uh, returning to the show, he's a veteran of Fake the Nation. You've heard him many times before. You've never quite met him as a soon-to-be father, though. So it's a very special day to have him on. Uh, He is host of the Fraudsters podcast. It's exclusively on Spotify, and you should immediately be subscribing to it. Um, He's also... Uh, you know, one of the best Iranian podcasters in America. And by one of, I mean, because there's also me. (laughs) (laughs) He is Sina Ghaznavi. Hey, Sina. Hey, Nagin. I'm glad. I think you and I are in the top five of the five Iranian podcast. Of the five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 
I will. I will. <laughs> I will. I can't even say that we're number one and two. You know what I mean? We may be four and five. It's totally unclear. Um, joining us for the very first time on the show, and I'm so excited because I've been a fan of this man for a very long time. I've had the opportunity to work with him. He used to have a, a TV show on A and E. Um, he's a comedian. He's a writer, and he now has a new TV show coming out on Amazon called Harlem. And because he's just so fancy, because he's always working, because he's always making people laugh, because he's so great, it is the one and only Sherrod Small. Hey, Sherrod. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, my God. So excited to have you both on. And just a quick note to listeners. We have had massive technical issues this episode. So please forgive any minor audio quality changes you may be sensing in this episode. We'll get all these sorted out for next week. Um, uh, But we're still going to do our darndest to make it sound delightful. All right. Let's get into it with topic number one. Okay, so we didn't actually plan on talking about this, but there was just two big stories that came out of New York yesterday. So I I just want to get your quick thoughts about it. So first, there's a bit of a COVID surge in America of the unvaccinated. Um, And maybe you've heard. Well, first, just about that COVID surge. Um, Where are you on like one on a scale of one to freak out? Uh, Sherrod? I'm I'm not really freaked out right now because. I already predicted that most people won't listen. <laughs> so we're going to have to do it. And even like in America, like even here, we had a lot of people ticked up. But globally, we still way behind with the shot. So if it ain't working globally, it ain't going to work uh, locally. Right, right. And uh, Cena, where are you on that scale? Uh, I, I'm like with Sherrod. I kind of expected most uh, people or at least a lot of people to not get the vaccine and that we would just be dealing with this for an extended period of time. There's going to be people that never want to take the vaccine. And there's also going to be people that are never going to think COVID is ever gone. So you're going to have people that wear masks forever. I think right. you're going to have the entire spectrum of people. But I've known more people that got the Delta variant now than I did that got COVID, like the regular basic COVID. And that that's that Whoa. part is surprising to me. That part is I like to point. think of it. Yeah. I like to think of it as deluxe COVID. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's just like a more. It's like a more first class COVID. Yeah. And the earlier COVID was more of like a coach. Yeah, it's like Disney yeah. Plus. COVID Comfort Plus. <laughs> <laughs> COVID Comfort Extra Leg Room COVID. Um, well, you know, guys, I like have, I just, I like to do quick little Googles of Ashish Jha, the epidemiologist out of Brown University, because he's my, I think, dreamiest of um, uh, epi- epidemiologists on the, on this issue. And he kind of calmed me down, which is like, look, if you got the vaccine, you're going to be fine. But, you know, like it can spread if you're vaccinated, but it's not likely. It's still very, very rare. I mean, I think he he said very, very rare, like multiple times. So it's like his point was just like, yes, these things are true, but also don't freak out is kind of the vibe that he gave. Um, So it's like, yeah, am I throwing on a mask when I'm going indoors? I sure am, Uh, but I'm not freaking out about it. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. I I, if you want a nice um, calm explanation um, of the variant or whatever, I would do a nice googs of the Ashish Jha um, from Brown University. He's uh, he's the, the dreamiest of the epidemiologists. Um, 
And, uh, okay, so this, but that's not really what I wanted to talk about. What I wanted to talk about is that basically in response, New York City was like, um, guess what we're going to do? We're going to go like full France and we're going to do a vaccine passport for all indoor activities. Woo, starting September 13. So what do you think of that, Sherrod? I think it's pretty cool because uh, I've been performing back in the club since April. Right. And I know like Comedy Cell and all the other clubs, you have to have a vaccination to get in or you ain't getting in. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And so if you don't have any vaccination, you're not getting in. Exactly. In fact, I think the first time I ran into you post-pandemic was at New York Comedy Club where you do have to be show a vaccine card. And one of the right. things I noticed um, was like uh, it was not chaotic. I was I was performing the first weekend they did it. And I thought it was going to be like, what's happening? What do I show? I'm confused. Oh, my God. And like angry audience members. And I don't know. I just had all these expectations and nothing happened. Literally, everyone was just like, oh, yeah, here's my vaccine passport. They had the Excelsior pass downloaded on their phone. The the club people did a little boop of the passport. And then that was it. It was sort of exactly not a big deal. And so, um, Sina, so now that this vaccine passport has sort of been beta tested um, in New York comedy clubs, among other <laughs> the dance clubs. Uh, what do you what do you think? How do you think this might roll out? I think people are going to be furious, but I don't think there's a better mover for people than FOMO. More FOMO, yes. the better. That shall move the masses. If you can't go out and <laughs> hang out and party and get you know within three feet of Sherrod on stage, you're you know grabbing distance. Yes. <laughs> People are gonna get FOMO, man. Come on. You know, City Winery actually, I think City Winery did it uh, the best because they also they wanted their vaccine card, but they also had the rapid test in the lobby because they're not gonna oh. tell them. So they rapid test you in the lobby if you didn't have it. I like that. But they got a rich clientele, so you know they're gonna take care of their clientele at the city winery. Yeah, yeah, they are. We were. I mean, I, I, I performed at Caveat, and we didn't, uh, we didn't even have that. But we did. But I do think one thing that I've noticed, Sharad, I don't know if you feel this, but like, people in those rooms, a, like shows are still selling out and stuff. So there, whatever it is, there's enough people to do this thing you know um and the people who are in the room are just having the best time because they're kind of like i'm not getting covid for any of these people you know right right they feel relaxed and plus uh, i know the comedy seller started out because they didn't want the comedians to be in danger and their staff to be in danger right 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 uh so that's why they really enforce it though i'm not they don't play around they really enforce it um and i i think well one thing cena is a little like frustrating and is that there isn't like a national vaccine passport and maybe that's coming maybe that's on the way like biden was really resisting that because people thought it was an i don't know violation of privacy um new york is going to do something like the key to nyc pass because right now excelsior pass only like can verify if you have been vaccinated within the state of new york but if you haven't been vaccinated in new york you're not you can't use the excelsior pass um so excelsior pass has been great for residents but the what people are going to want to get if they want to visit new york is called the key to nyc pass um do you it's i mean like do you think other cities are going to follow sweet cena and follow sweet follow suit (laughs) 
But also, do you think they'll follow sweetly, like sweetly in a really in the cute su- yes. way? In a, in a three-piece suit. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, so I, I actually view this issue as like a, a very controversial issue, very similar to how we almost, to how we passed gay marriage, to how we're actually getting cannabis reform actually passed through, that it starts with states individually doing it themselves and then enough states create that momentum for the nation to be able to do something because there's not enough political will that republicans or even conservative democrats have yet to actually push this thing in congress across the finish line there's just too much fur out there so if we get some more fomo on that sandwich i think we can get it through congress and plus, you've got to keep in mind now, the New Yorker and me also have, I've seen the fake cards, the fake vaccine stuff. The, the You know, people got, you know, they making them themselves on a computer and selling them. And I saw one that loves like this. That looked like the regular stuff. Yeah. It looked like the most, same thing. That's no, which, the most yeah. New York thing ever, yeah. <laughs> it's just... That's so New York. When we see a hole in the system. <laughs> which is why the Excelsior Pass is so much more comforting, because you're like, well, that's been actually verified through the state right. records. And if they just right. did that on a national basis and say, hey, states, you can use this or not use this, but like there's a here's like the record of everybody so that that people can travel freely. I mean, I think that would be great, right? Like, let's get people traveling again and all that stuff. Anyways, let's move on to the second piece of news out of New York. Uh, The state attorney general's office came out with a 165 page report. So they were pretty thorough um, that I have not (laughs) that I have not read, by the way. Uh, But this 165 page report is apparently very detailed. And it basically finds that Governor Cuomo did, in fact, engage in sexual harassment and some women testified to being basically quote completely violated by him um yeah uh cena what do you think uh should happen now i told i told everybody i told this guy everyone when everyone was going on on about andrew cuomo he's such a hero he's our covid hero guy i was like (laughs) he's still a shithead he's always been this guy he's just public now giving (laughs) delivering his like surly uncle andy the italian creep from down the street that comes over at thanksgiving and makes you feel uncomfortable he's always been this guy he has not changed it's just now finally there's enough momentum again to like actually get this guy in the public sphere and get him answering for things that he's done people aren't afraid anymore as like they used to be of of standing up to people like this and i i applaud it coming out finally people understand this guy he just cares about himself he's a political figure he's been in politics since he was a child what else do we expect from him uh sharad yes well first of all when it first started, I was like, okay, did he really do something? Is this really something here? Or are they just trying to prosecute him for being a middle-aged Italian man? <laughs> right, <laughs> right, 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 right. What a marginalized because group of men. I the pizzeria who does the same thing. He touches everybody's face and hugs Jen K. He's at the pizzeria. So I'm like, is it illegal to be an Italian man? <laughs> but then once I saw that report, I was like, no, this is different. This is a lot of stuff, a lot of grabbing and touching that you don't supposed to be grabbing and touching, like body parts. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's a whole number. When you touch somebody's face and give them a kiss, that's one thing. Saying, Mamma Mia. No, I did that. <laughs> but when you grab a 
I can help you get through some traumatic situations. Like, no, you're going too far. Oh, guys, uh, New York City is the stereotype that Sherrod uh, is, is pointing out. Um, <laughs> by the way, Cuomo denies the, re- the, the report and he says it's politically motivated. And, you know, he gave a statement, right, like talking about his own family members' um, experience with sexual violence and that he wouldn't do that because of that experience, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, he's, he denies this, but I think. Like what make the differences in March, he denied it as well, but welcomed the review from the attorney general's office. Now the review is out and and the review finds it's no good. And so now I'm sort of like, you know, you you said, yes, please investigate. And now that they have, I mean, you should accept the findings. You know what I mean? Like this right. is the, this yeah. is what this is what it is. And I'm I want to say one thing, which is that I'm really glad we waited for this report. You know, before yeah. he before he uh, resigned, or you know, I didn't want to see another situation where it's just unclear whether or not someone did something. You know what I mean? I like yeah. the the clarity. I like these 160. 65 pages of clarity you know what i mean and that yeah, so that yeah. makes it very clear to me that like okay no now there should be um like decisive action right uh now cena he says he's but not, I, okay. cuomo didn't wait though because one second cuomo we waited for the decision but he had this pre-prepared uh video ready for when this thing dropped with all these clips <laughs> and, and hugging I mean, or he had the whole graduation video. <laughs> oh, you saying that wasn't an impromptu montage? <laughs> he just had an editor all. doing like a live montage. Um, yeah, he did not wait. I mean, you know, maybe he he got wind or whatever. Uh, I think part of it that is what's also interesting is that like he's from another time. And these these things have been changing for years now, but he hasn't changed with them. So it's not like these allegations are from 15 years ago. And he's like, well, I'm a different person now. And my record of the last five years can show that. No, there's some stuff in here from like last year, you know. Uh, So I I think the he's from another time who was then also completely. Uh, unwilling to recognize the changing role of women, you know what I mean, in uh, uh, the the rightful, you know, changing in role politics, of women. Yeah. Um, so, so that's that's crazy. I think uh, that he. Well, one thing he said is he's still going to run for a fourth term. Uh, we we don't term limit governors here, which is crazy. Right. Uh, so, Cena, what do you think about the um, the the boldness of that statement? You know, uh, I just this year, my wife and I moved to Los Angeles and I haven't really missed New York only, though, when I watch the primaries for the mayoral race. And then now I'm going to really miss New York when the primaries happen for governor, because it is going to be like the SNL auditions from years ago. Right. It's going to be just character actors coming up, doing bits. It's going to be amazing. You're going to have people with more credits than half the Academy in Hollywood coming out trying to be governor. I cannot wait for this. He's going to get voted out. He's, he's everyone is upset with him now. You can't do this stuff. Also, when you say like when the governor comes out and says, I deny this claim or these it's you've got to deny, make a denial on every page on 165 pages. You got to tell right. me what you're denying. 
I want to hear and every we're gonna, single we're gonna response. Need, right. We're going to need 165 different edited montages. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. To, like, refute. Um, uh, but New York, yeah. voters, New York voters are funny, though. They can, they can, uh, you know, circle the wagons and say, we're going to let the country pick our candidate. So we're going to stick behind him because he did other good stuff. You, you never know how voters will go. Like, they feel territorial sometimes over these losers. There right. are right. losers. No, I, I mean, I can. <laughs> and and, and it's all, that's also a generational thing because I can. Like he's our loser. <laughs> <laughs> I can see people like in our parents' generation being like. Oh, they've gone too far. I'm going to vote for him again. Like, I can see there being a crazy yeah. generational divide in the voting pattern of this you know, thing, you I know? Think the so, argu- they would have the argument of just like, what, did he touch you? Did he make your life win? Did yeah. he grow up you? <laughs> huh? What's the big deal? Is your is your life not better now? Huh? Uh, you want you want Trump? You want Trump to be governor? That, that's the New York argument there. That's <laughs> folks. Um, all right. Well, let me know, folks, what you think should happen uh, with the uh, Cuomo. Are you excited about passport and uh, vaccine passports, or are uh, you scared, uh, annoyed? I don't know. Let me know what you think uh, on all of the places where we talk to each other. Um, and then we're going to take a quick break and learn about our sponsors. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the Olympics. Today's show is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending. It helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. I have used Rocket Money. And you guys, honestly, I had no idea how many things I was subscribing to that I didn't want to be subscribing to. I think we all go into, we enter into subscriptions with a Pollyanna view that we're going to use as a subscription, even though it's a super obscure, you know, education app from Albania that teaches Russian math or whatever. And then you're like, I'm never going to use this. Why did I get it? I should remember to cancel it. And then you don't. And I know you guys are like me and I know you've done this to yourselves. And guess what? 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about. So we're all in this bucket. And I think paying for that stuff is so angering and Rocket Money is there to help. Because basically Rocket Money shows you, hey, look at this is what all the things you are subscribed to. But then here's the bigger thing. To unsubscribe, you don't have to go through the whole rigmarole. Rocket Money unsubscribes for you with a click of a button. It's so easy. The other thing Rocket Money did for me, which I was incredibly grateful for, was reduce the cost of one of my bills. It was my cable bill. Yes, I still have cable. Rocket Money has over 5 million users that have saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. I mean, that tracks for me and for the number of things I was paying for that I'm frankly ashamed of. So thank you, Rocket Money, for like fixing the shame glaze on my life. Uh, So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation, you guys. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. 
They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are back and we're ready for topic number two. Okay, so let's talk about the Olympics. First off, are you guys watching them? Yeah, I'm watching. Tokyo, I'm, I'm paying attention. I, you can't not watch. Once the Olympics are on, you turn it on, you see the competition, you're in. Definitely yeah, when yeah, you see the yeah. flags and we might win something, they, it drags in. You can't stay away from once you see it. But I, I know the, uh, uh, the viewership is down this year. But, you know, everything's down this year. But I think the athletes still deserve, you know, our attention because these guys, you know, they battle their whole lives to get this opportunity. And uh, you never know when it's going to come or not come. So I, I'm supporting them. Cena, have you been watching? Yeah, my wife and I have been watching. We got that YouTube TV, and it'll 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 categorize the sports for you and stuff. So we we got to watch like archery and some of these other weird ones and stuff. There's three on three basketball this year. I don't mind. People, I think, have such high expectations for the entertainment value of the Olympics, but really, this is a way for us to show national pride and like cheer these folks on that, like to Sherrod's point, have been working way harder than us. They work so much harder yeah. than we do. The least we could do yeah. is sit, eat chips on our, our backs on our couch <laughs> and just like be like, all right, pretty good. That was 22 flips. And then they perfectly fell into the water, dived into the water. That's that's amazing. Um, now, I feel for the people in Tokyo, though, because. I mean, if it was in New York, I wouldn't want it. <laughs> First of all, Cena, uh, I don't know anyone who's ever bragged about having YouTube TV. So let's just uh, put that, just want to point that out real quick. New sponsor. I know. Who's who's paying for this podcast, guys? Um, uh, I, uh, I, it's funny because my husband is an absolute summer olympic zealot by the way not winter olympics only summer olympics zealot um he jokes about getting you know how a lot of swimmers have like you could see tattoos olympic ring tattoos on their backs and stuff like that he jokes about getting one of those tattoos but like on the bottom say like having a tag that says like only summer though or something you know because that's (laughs) That's like how much and he like we were away for a few days he dvr'd you know, we have Peacock. He doesn't even know. But anyways, he DVR'd. It was just like a just in case um, multiple days worth of Olympics um, so that he could come back and watch it. So, like, I am just fucking swimming in it. Uh, and, you know, and it's it, it's not something I've ever really watched. I usually catch a little bit here and there, like, just as a matter of turning on the TV and flipping through channels. But it's never been something that I have, like, really paid that much attention to. I like to know about the little scandals the you know like a ryan lochte getting drunk in brazil or something you know those things are fun um but uh but you know but my husband really really is into the athleticism um and so which brings me to the simone biles situation uh she actually withdrew after taking a stumble and she said she felt quote lost in the air and that i tried to go out there and have fun but once i came out here i was like no mental's not there um so she was pretty kind of frank in her own assessment of herself uh what do you think about i mean look i 
again, I, every time, listeners know this, every time I talk about anything regarding sports, I feel like I'm just, you might, I might as well be talking about the history of Sri Lanka. I just have no idea what I'm saying. So all of these words may be wrong, but um, what, like, I guess this was a big deal <laughs> that she came out and said this. To me, I was like, oh, it just sounds like a normal, like, hey, good for you. Yeah, you figured that out. You know what I mean? But in the sports world, I guess people just, like, never do this. Uh, was it shocking to you guys? Like, what, what what does it mean to you that she did that she did this? To me, it wasn't shocking. Because the way she explained it, I was like, okay, I get that. She was like, well, she uh, fell on her back after the parallel bars. And she said when she was in midair, she didn't know which way was up or down. Right. And she landed flat on her back, hard. So it's like, that's scary being that far up in the air and you're not locked in like that. And you don't know which way is up or down. You trying to land. Yeah. That's a whole other ballgame. So the way she explained it, I was like, I get that. I get that. you got to be in the right mind space. Sometimes other things pull at you in life so hard you can't lock in on and concentrate on what you're doing. Definitely as far as like a sports activity. And I just have to so say, I, I, I really get it because sometimes I'm sitting in my desk chair and I'll do a swivel and I don't know how long that swivel is going to last. You know what I mean? And I have a little, <laughs> is it the same? It must be the same. Um, Sina, <laughs> what did you think of, of Simone? And by the way, Simone Biles, I think she's like a four-time gold medalist, blah, blah, blah. She's like, the way yeah. my husband talks about her, she's maybe, you know, the premier athlete most in all of the world. Most decorated gymnast in American history. Exactly. Time to be the most decorated gymnast in American history. No, she's a phenomenon. Yeah, I don't understand all the hate. I think she, I viewed it as just like a very normal and very responsible thing that she was doing. I kind of equated it similarly, Nagin. It's like, have you ever walked from like your living room or into the kitchen and then you're like, why am I in here? Imagine doing twenty <laughs> flips, and you're like, "Why am, yeah. why yeah. am I, why am I?" Yep. And this is the maximum amount of physical output we do, which is walking from the living room to the kitchen and COVID. <laughs> and everyone's so angry that she's not like breaking her legs. You know, Dominique Mociano from when I was a kid, she went and did the um, the balance beam with a yeah. broken tibia. There's countless stories yeah. of gymnasts that are playing with like you know a broken this or sprained that, and that they have problems. Problems later in life. Look at the NFL for crying out loud. We don't we don't talk yeah. about mental health enough. And you got Aaron Hernandez. You got these guys that are going on high speed police chases because they have brain damage. They have the brain of an eighty year old man when they're forty. It's like we, we the the mental health the like the brain health is way more important than the physical health. We know how to cure physical yes. problems. We actually don't know much about the brain. I think in sports you deal with it more than people even imagine because. Like in other sports, like baseball, for instance, like pitchers, that's why you have a coach, a manager, because he sees when this guy's losing it or he's not locked in right now. or he's So you can pull him and replace him. And nobody go like this, oh, what happened to that dude? His mental illness. No, they're like, no, it's time to take him out. You're going to do all the meets that you're that you signed up for. Your coach can't pull you out and pull somebody else in there. And, and there's an you know entire bullpen of pitchers. They've got like a dozen pitchers yep. that freak out after for four innings reason. and they got to bring in somebody else. <laughs> right. <laughs> for that reason, that's mostly mental health. It might be your arm getting tired too, but it's also the situation you're in, how many men on, how many points you're down, and can he sustain that mentally? Yeah. You know, my husband is um, was a was a high school football player and then a college football player, and yeah. he told me a story about one time he um, he played one of the he played one of the parts that you don't get <laughs> very many. What? head things i don't know okay again i don't know what i'm talking about a, but a musical um, 
He said one of the parts. He was. He he was an an a, 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 a baritone tight end. And um, oh, baritone position. Got it. Why why baritone? Got it. <laughs> so he he played that part and. So anyways, but one time he hit his head or whatever, and he was, like, disoriented. And the coach asked him, I think this was in high school, and the coach asked him, what's your name? And he goes, uh... Jared and his name is Jason. Anyway, he goes, right. he's like Jared and the, the coach is like, "All right, you're fine." And literally <laughs> yeah. kept him in the game. Of course. All right, Jared, good job. Get back in there, buddy. <laughs> hey everybody. Jason is now Jared, okay? Just keep it going for the rest of the game. Let's just yeah, let's just go with that. So, I feel like just our from physical to mental, we've made strides from the 90s when he was playing in in uh, in the early 2000s, when he was playing in high school. Uh, we've made strides uh, for how we treat athletes in general. I mean, I feel like everything has changed. Agreed. Uh, and, and we and because we also we think of athletes like we revere them like they're like they're they're always unflappable. And I think for the most part, right? You look at a Serena Williams or you look at a Michael Jordan or whatever, they are like ninety nine point nine percent of the time unflappable, which is why and how they win. You know, they have such an intense mental game. Um, right. But it's like you then have to accept that there are those times where they are flappable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's got to be uncomfortable. That one percent time that when Michael Jordan loses it, we don't get to see that. <laughs> <laughs> but it happens. Right, it happens, and so it's it's weird. And I think the the nice thing about like Naomi Osaka and like Simone Biles, or whatever, like these younger athletes are like, hey guys, I'm gonna be honest about that one percent of the time, you know, where I'm not. I'm not great, and uh, and I think that's um, it. It also just I feel like speaks to a generational thing about how people in that age group are just more uh, open book because they post everything about their lives and all this shit. And you know, yeah. back in the day, people are were honestly like just more private about those short, like what if you want to call it shortcomings, you know? Right, right. Being that vulnerable in public, yeah, we were we were we were scared of being vulnerable and showing weakness in public. But that's that's the strength of being a human, showing people what you get past, what you got to get over and overcome to become what you're doing or to accomplish what you're doing. So, I think it's great that everybody's sharing it. But I don't want you know, there's also an other side of this where I can, you know, it could ruin sport <laughs> because for now we just. Holding hands in a circle and right. playing football. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, part of it is too. Like we're in. We're still dealing with a pandemic. Like the, obviously, when you look at the yeah. games, you're like, oh, these are not the same games. There's usually tons and tons of people in the stands. It's really like yeah. it's very festive. You know, there was a period of adjustment for me as like someone who doesn't ever really follow any of this shit. There was a period of adjustment for me watching to be like, oh, it doesn't feel the same. You know. Uh, oh and yeah, so, but I think, yeah, I think yeah. like sports people. Though, since we watched the NBA and everybody else do it already, that we were already prepared for it. Right. But right, the NBA right. did it with no fans, and uh, NFL did it with no fans. So we was like, we were ready for no fan shows now. Right, right. So that's right. when uh, the Olympics came. We were already accustomed in America to it, if you were right. like a sports watch. Cena, you had one more thought to share on this, I think? Yeah, I was just, it kind of makes me realize that I think a lot of the big athletes now are redefining what is enough. 
And I think before we, there was never enough. There was always something you could achieve. And I think, uh, you know, top athletes today are seeing their lives more holistically and like, what is enough in this moment? Can I give everything that I have right now? And what is the cost of giving everything I have right now? What is that going to do to me later? Am I going to lose my mind? Am I going to lose my legs? I'd like to walk when I'm 60. Those are like real questions. I think people are asking that never happened before, really. Yeah. And you got to be mindful because you got to, you got some guys like Tom Brady who making it look like, Oh, okay. (laughs) You can play forever and keep winning. And then you got some guys who, you know, three, four years, they can't walk, or they got the knees of a 60-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Well, Tom Brady right. Tom Brady transfuses the blood of young people through his body, so that's a little different. <laughs> oh. a little Did different. not know that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. True okay. story. True story. He's a, he's a vampire. Um, it looks good on him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Is it in the form of a facial? Because he looks quite good. Um, all right. Let us move on to topic number three. There is a thing called smell dating. Basically, this is this is coming out straight out of Russia, okay? And what they're <laughs> what they're doing in Russia? Cena just did a little Russian dance, I believe that was. Um, what? By the way, Cena's been doing this entire uh, show with a, a JPEG of Sherrod Small behind him, so yeah, it. it's really just it looks like you were dancing with Sherrod is what's happening. Um, so dance with my father again. <laughs> okay, so this is what happens with smell dating. So they basically take candidates um you know they met at a park or whatever they worked up a high intensity they did a high intensity exercise together and then they had people take these cotton pads and rub them against their underarms and then put the cotton pads in a jar and then each cotton pad was assigned a number and so you didn't know who it belonged to and then the other participants would go up to each jar and smell it and then determine um, and then rank which one which top three they thought were compatible the idea being that um compatible that the number one metric for compatibility should be smell. So my first question is just like, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I can't, yeah, I can't believe this is something that just came out of Russia. I've been doing smell dating since 98. <laughs> <laughs> I have been very pro smell. I actually talk about it very frequently. I love getting in with the funk. I actually am a big armpit smeller. <laughs> it's very much connected to my pheromones. It's crazy that there's all this smell shaming that's going on in the world. I frankly feel more seen than I've ever been in my entire life because of this article. <laughs> I'm really glad I could give you this experience, Cena. And I, I'm so sorry to have oppressed you for so long. Sherrod, well. um, <laughs> has smell yes. like been on your radar in the in the dating world at all? Oh yes, of course. Smell's always there. Smell right up there with you know sight and taste but if you go for pheromones though i hate to be a scientist in this 80 percent of the human pheromones uh, like any mammal comes out of your asshole <laughs> you you're proving okay. my case here sharon you're proving <laughs> yeah, you see the dog you see dogs go up to each other and smell the buttholes yeah 80 get the whole story from that that's gonna say mammals just like the rest of us so 80 percent, not your hair not your neck not your underarm 
is your butthole. 80% of your pheromones. <laughs> also, I like how Sherrod was like, not to be the scientist here, like, where did you get your degree? <laughs> the New York Comedy I'm Club sorry, is doing a degree um, certificate now for scientists. <laughs> the comedy seller is handing out PhDs. I don't want you to have Pipe and hot day. Pipe and hot day. That's so stupid. Okay. Um, so, Dr. Sherrod, would you? I mean, yeah. like, it's what? Okay. So, what's weird about this to me is, I feel like I'm weird though because it's so. If you guys are both like, yeah, duh, smell. I just feel like, yeah. for me, smell must be operating so much more unconsciously. Like, mm. I'm not actively noticing it. I, I'm sure I've noticed a smell. Like, I notice if someone is like just not wearing deodorant. Like, I if someone shows up to right. a date and they don't have like, and they smell like bo. I'm like, well, that's not nice. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't but notice. I or somebody said you smell good mm, till you look good. I love that. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Wow. You guys are so much more smell oriented than I had anticipated. Uh, <laughs> well, this one random Russian who was the, at this um, park, by the way, we read this piece in, in Walrus um, and it took, right. was so fascinating. Uh, but this random Russian dude said, perfumes have made civilization false. Before, when humans lived in small groups, the village community could smell each other. The smell of other humans was a good smell. It meant safety. It was your community. Um, yeah. I don't know if this guy got his PhD from the cellar the way you have, Sherrod, but uh, <laughs> I wonder, <laughs> but I wonder, um, do you, like, in, in a couple of people in this, it, again, these are anonymous people that that provided these these quotes, but I went, another one was like, oh, I don't wear, I wear odorless deodorant now. And then another people, another person was like, oh, I don't wear deodorant anymore. So there's a lot of like, I don't know if this is, there's a surge in like natural smell people. I do feel like way more people use natural deodorants than they used to. Uh, I, I hate a natural deodorant. I got to say that. Yeah. Though. Natural okay. deodorant bugs me. It's like if somebody wearing a salad dressing, why is it smelling <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well if it's like a paul newman's balsamic vinaigrette i'm okay (laughs) i'm a chemical deodorant sorry Uh, I may be be into smells, but I haven't been, I don't get behind the natural deodorant stuff. You should be smelling good. Like not every, I don't vibe with every smell. There are specific, you know, frequency of smells that are going to get me going. All the other smells, I, they can stay at bay. I don't need them in my life. I don't need them in my olfactory zone. Right. So like when you're in a Paris metro in the middle of summer. Kill myself. How are you feeling? And it, Waterboard me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's where, um, as 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 listeners may have known about me, I lived in Paris for some time. And um, when I first learned about kind of like human smells was literally the Paris metro in the middle of summer. I didn't realize yeah. that there was such a variety and such an intensity and such an intensity of human smell. It was actually really just the, the, the sheer range um, and the Frenchness of it all that just really I, I found very impressive um, 
and gag worthy <laughs> at times, at times. Um, and then it was extra fun when it was like in the middle of summer and you just finished smelling just all of those smells in the metro and then you walked out of the metro and then someone was masturbating in front of you. You know what I mean? So then that was like a nice twofer. Um, well, when you eat all those smells on a train, you want a little dessert when you get off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Um, so here's the crazy. Here's a couple of crazy things I learned about smell from this article that I just found fascinating. A newborn baby, even though they can't, isn't this crazy? Even though they can't move, they will inch towards their mother's breast milk mother if they smell their mother. Like they did a test where they had four different mom smells in a cr- in a crib yeah. or something, and the newborn. The newborns always inched towards their own mother. Um, yeah. Because mammals. they can tell. Mammals. Isn't it fucking crazy? Mammals, just like a litter of uh, meerkats, they all got their own nipple. They all go back to the same nipple in the mother. That's what. Oh, like so all, crazy. if you got a litter of four, they don't switch nipples. They all go back to their own, the nipple that they used to suck it on. Ain't that crazy? <laughs> the next it's season so of crazy. Planet Earth will be narrated by Dr. Sherrod Small. <laughs> 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 they can find that. Uh, is that is that what your new uh, Amazon show is about? <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> I said Fauci making all the money. Why can't I make some of that Fauci money? <laughs> but also, like even adult siblings who haven't seen or smelled each other for more than two years can still yeah. correctly recognize their brother or sister's unique smell um yeah. you know after after that long they can they can identify it from like a t-shirt or something you know what i mean and it's something comforting in that when you smell something that's like you know your siblings or your mother your parents or something you ain't smelling in a while it's like oh that takes me back i think even with the baby thing though uh like i love the smell of baby necks you ever smell the baby neck? It's something in that that makes you want to take care of the child. Mm. It's something in that smell that makes you go, I got to protect this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we can bottle that smell, baby neck smell, we'd be all millionaires. <laughs> well, I think I think that moms, and then this also I think is true for, for dads, um, get an yeah. oxytocin like oh Cena, you're gonna learn yeah. all about oxytocin in yeah. a little bit because he's good he's expecting um but they get an oxytocin hit uh and so that makes you kind of more loving and stuff towards yeah. them, which is the thing that yeah. makes you want to protect them and take care of them and all that stuff and by the way this is true for people who have given birth to a child who have like a, a dna match with a child but also people who have adopted a child develop the same thing within 72 hours um, wow. so you don't even have to have given birth you know right. uh, yeah and then and there's other things that play it's other things that play there's that and, we can't see and and talk about sniffing butts like they did a test of women just pick out which of these sweaty t-shirts you would rather date and yeah. it turns out that um, they, that women preferred the odor of men whose MHC genes were different enough that they shared offspring. That if they shared offspring, they would likely oh. have healthy immune systems. Like, right. so they're like oh, smelling. You're, we're smelling each other's immune systems. Yep. Yes. Uh, That's true. We're mammals, baby. 
Right. And we're all, it's like, and we're all uh, secreting information from our butts and then also through our noses. It's funny to think that like, yes, we're so primal. We smell something in our biological, like kind of like DNA, the, the, the messaging and everything like that. The, the, the framework knows yeah. that this is who we want to mate with. And then you go on social media and it's like, of course, our brains don't know how to handle this much information. And we're going crazy every day. It's like, we're. Who knew that? <laughs> who knew that farts were, were God's emails? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right, folks, uh, let me know. Um, are you going to sign up for smell dating? Uh, how important is smell to you in your dating life? Um, has it been conscious or unconscious? I feel like really behind. I do. I feel behind because I don't feel like I've had a conscious. Like, I know that my husband, I guess, likes my smell. I mean, I assume we like each other's smell. We've really never talked about it. Oh, like, I think okay, that so needs I don't to be know. a conversation. Maybe. That needs to be its <laughs> own spin off <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Jason, the team talk about smell. You know what? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna record it, and uh, it may it may be the end of our marriage. I don't know. We may discover we don't like each other's smell. It turns out, who knows? I had um, a friend of mine actually break up with a girl because he didn't like her under the cover smell. Oh, but liked yeah. her hanging out smell. Liked her, liked her, like, yep, liked her, liked the hanging out smell, liked all that, but didn't like uh, under the cover smell. He just like. He wasn't like trying not to like it. He was like, it just irritated. You know what? That's good to know. You got to have, make your boundaries, you know? Yeah. You know, actually one, one more anecdote. I met a woman recently, um, friend of mine that I didn't know she had this quality. She can smell like everything she can if you put yeah. food in front of her she's like oh you put like rosemary and da 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 and like she's yeah. so her nose is unbelievably she can tell you oh yeah you're wearing deodorant like she knows she can smell everything she can even smell this is crazy she can even smell if a pipe is broken in her Manhattan building because there's a certain like yeah. whatever lime deposit type, type of... smell or something like that. Yeah. Yes. And so she can smell a broken wow. pipe. I was like, you need to fucking monetize this skill. You need to just <laughs> yes. walking around smelling buildings because there are bro some broken pipes out here. All right, folks. Uh, that is the end of the show. Um, uh, thank you guys so much for doing the show uh, and what I would really love is for the people of Fake the Nation to be able to follow you and all the stuff that you do Sherrod where do they do that yes yeah, so you can go to smallworldcomedy.com my website or go to at Sherrod Small on Instagram and at Sherrod underscore small on Twitter my new show on Amazon uh, is called Harlem uh, yeah Tracy Oliver wrote it it's great she did a, a girl trip with Tiffany Haddish uh, Whoopi Goldberg's in it me Jasmine Guy Megan Good it's a bunch of people and it's uh it's had fun oh, shooting I cannot wait to see that show I'm so excited yeah, it's fun. It's um Cena, where do people find you I'm at Cena now on all social media you could check out fraudsters.fm it's our website we just launched it last week you can find some fun merch down there like our Cleo 2020 hat from Miss, our Miss Cleo episode uh, and you can find our podcast exclusively on Spotify uh, fraudsters. Oh my God. Such a great podcast. Please uh, get thee to a listening station. Um, and folks, you know uh, where to find me on all of the socials and all of that 
that stuff. Um, I have a new uh, uh, column out in the Progressive Magazine. I'll, I'll be posting that about that soon. It, it is about my personal um, journey, if you want to call it that, with chopsticks. Yeah, I write at length about chopsticks. Uh, so, so get ready to read about that. Um, otherwise, um, I would love to thank all the people that make this show happen. That's our wonderful producer, Julia Linden, our wonderful audio engineer, Stephanie Aguilar, all the fantastic people at HeadGum that make this show possible. Our theme music is by Gobby Alter. And folks, if you have any ideas for the show, segment ideas, guest ideas, just idea ideas, uh, feel free to email me at fakethenation at headgum.com. Again, that's fakethenation at headgum.com because we love to hear from you. And we especially love it when you post a review um, in Apple Podcasts because it really, really helps people find the show. It's like an algorithm thingy. So post your reviews um, so people can find us. Uh, and um, and that is the end of the show. We'll be back in your earballs next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.